This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, I'm Jill Rappaport, and welcome to another edition of Rappaport to the Rescue. And everyone has been saying, wow, you're doing this great podcast. And now I'm referring to it as a pet cast. Coining the term here, my pet cast has been so much fun for me because I get to interview the most interesting people every week and also talk to you about things that really matter for our pets in need, things that have been on my mind, on people's minds. And we're trying to help all of us understand our pets better and help our pets more. And, you know, my biggest fear when this whole pandemic started, other than trying to just stay alive and protect those we love, was what's going to happen to our animals. In the beginning, this horrible situation seemed like a positive thing. It really looked like things were really good for animals in need because we were hearing about all of these fosters taking place, people literally coming in droves, applying to shelters to take animals to help them for a limited period of time or adopting them forever. We even saw a shelter in Florida where the whole staff was in masks with thumbs up because every cage was empty. That was unheard of. This never happens. So we were thinking, wow, as an animal advocate myself, I thought this is unbelievable. The worst thing that has ever happened in our lifetime has actually been a positive thing for animals in need. But I was always worried that the tide would turn. And unfortunately, that's happening now. And animals are being returned. Every day now, I'm getting emails and calls about people that can't keep a pet. Do you know anyone that wants this beautiful bulldog, a golden retriever? This was just, dog was just adopted and had to be given up. The animal can't adjust to the home, can't adjust to the kids. People can't afford the pet. I knew this was going to happen. And my biggest fear is that now we're going to have an influx of these animals that were taken in, returned, plus the normal situation we have on any given day in the shelter world where so many animals are literally dumped. So what I just want to say is, listen, if you've taken in a pet during this time, bless you. You've done a wonderful thing, not only for the animal, but for yourself. And I'm asking you to please give it time. I can't speak for you financially because only you know what your financial situation is, but I can tell you emotionally and with that animal, if they're experiencing a little anxiety, let's say you've gone back to work and all of a sudden you come home and your shoes are eaten. Listen, they had to adjust too. They came from a horrific situation most likely. And all of a sudden they're in a wonderful, loving home and then you're with them 24 seven and then you're not. Give them time to adjust. Take time to be with them. You know, it's not about, I always say this, this is one thing that has been ingrained in my head and I try to tell all of my listeners, it's not about a home, it's about the right home. And if you found that match and you've bonded on so many levels, nothing's perfect. Hey, is it perfect with your husband, your boyfriend, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father? Every relationship takes work. Give that animal time because it would be really sad if, you know, they had a little anxiety issue and you return them back into the shelter system. Again, we're seeing this happen. I really am so afraid of what we're going to see going forward. So for all of you, who have opened up your hearts and homes, 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please, if you are experiencing any issues, if you have a local trainer, if you have a local behaviorist or even your vet, and you can talk to them about things that might be concerning you, do it before just saying, I'm giving the pet back. I'm dumping this animal yet again. Okay, that, that's my message today. I hope it resonated on some level. Now, coming up on today's show, I always say this every week, but we have great guests today. The wonderful Dylan Lorne, a true entrepreneur whose dad just happens to be Ralph Lorne, the great American designer. I'll also be joined by my wonderful partner in crime or partner in crime, Bill Berloni, for our Jill Bill section of the show. And today we're going to be talking about hot summer tips for our pets. The temperatures are crazy. It was like 98 here yesterday on Long Island. And we have to be able to protect our animals when they go out and make sure that they don't get sick or injured. All of that coming up, so please stay tuned. This is Pet Life Radio, the possumest pet party place on the planet. Dude, that's a lot of peas, baby. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Get ready for some tail wagon. Fur flying, feather flapping fun. Oh, yeah. PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Jill Rappaport, and welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I am so excited now to have this beautiful young lady with me. I have known her most of her life. She is a true entrepreneur, Dylan Lauren. First of all, her dad just happens to be not only my idol, but the greatest designer, an American institution, a legend, Ralph Lauren. I adore her mother, Ricky. I was honored to be asked to write her story for Hamptons Magazine. I love her brothers, Andrew and David. She's got two beautiful kids. Everything about this family is just perfection. And Dylan, I am so happy you're here. What people don't also know about you, besides being an incredible entrepreneur, your store, Dylan's Candy Bar, is supposedly the largest candy store in the world. Is that what people are saying? Yeah, we have our flagship in New York City is um, the world's largest candy emporium. It's over 15,000 square feet, three floors of candy and lifestyle candy products, um, spa products that smell like candy, you know, bathrobes that look like candy, a jeweler. (laughs) So it's a candy everything with a party room and it's a whole lifestyle. And the place in the Hamptons. First of all, I am a candy freak. I live more at my dentist than I am (laughs) in my own house, okay? So you're preaching to the sweet choir here. But for our listeners, I'm sure you know who Dylan is. You've seen all her gorgeous photographs. She is so thin and gorgeous, like a model. (laughs) How do you do it, being that your business is all about calories and sweets? (laughs) Thank you. Um, Everything in moderation. You know, I always loved sports and working out. I actually am really into fitness and eating healthfully, which is, you know, maybe the irony, but I believe, you know, in moderation, you could have a sweet life still and indulge your sweet tooth rather than saying, I'm not going to have anything. So I know what my favorites are. I know what, you know, my, my splurges are and um, I identify them and it's not like random picking. It's more like when I, you know, I know like, okay, I love my marshmallow fluff or my, you know, Dylan's came our gummy bears or, you know, the red Swedish fish at some point, I'm going to need that. So I'll have a handful with a 
balanced meal, protein and vegetables and, and a lot more vegetables and salad. That's the key. So I should have my chocolate with some lettuce, right? <laughs> well, protein too, because it balances the sugar intake. But I think in moderation, I mean, it's just, I've, you know, heard people say, oh, I, I, I can't have any more candy. I quit cold turkey. And then the next minute they're like overindulging. So it's just, it's really, you know, if that's your vice or your thing, like in moderation. So, <laughs> well, first of all, we're going to get to one of the reasons you and I are kindred spirits and connected. Obviously, our love of animals, especially rescue pets. This has been yes. my life, my oxygen. Dylan, you have devoted so much of your life to helping animals in need. I'm so frustrated for our listeners out there because I'm looking at you with beautiful Jersey. She, this is a gorgeous, what is she? She's a huge black, she almost looks like a Newfoundland. What is Jersey? You no, know, she's a rescue, first of all, from Puerto Rico's Dead Dog Beach. And then she was at the Monmouth County SPCA. So we named her Jersey from being from Jersey and my husband's from Jersey. And my dad's fashion gowns are Jersey and athletic Jerseys. A lot reason behind the name. <laughs> she is a collie flat-coated retriever we think she is by the way her ears perked up when you said we're kindred spirits and we both love animals like it just like her little ears she's she's very <laughs> sleepy now because she had her long morning walk and she played a little bit with the tennis balls which she loves to do but she's a, um about eight years old as of october 1st she might be nine which is a little sad <laughs> Oh, no, believe me. I just lost my beautiful Ruby, who I called her my sugar doggy because she used to sell all my products for me on QVC, my little doxy. She literally, when she left, I mean, I, I still say I'm the proud pet parent to Six Rescues because she'll always be with me in this yeah. home, in my heart. But I have to tell you, I have of my five, four are super seniors. My little CJ is 18 years old. And Petey, my American bulldog, 90 pounds, he's battling cancer right now. He's 15. And I'm looking at Jersey. She has that beautiful gray muzzle. And, you know, I'm all about the seniors. That's why I created yes. Dog Bowl, which is Puppy Bowl for yes. seniors. But I have to tell you something. Seniors, special needs, pits. I'm all about the underdogs of the shelter world. And mm -hmm. I know that's where your heart lies, too. Tell me about the work you're doing. If for, you had Dylan's Candy Barn, which was an incredible initiative to raise yeah. awareness for animals in need. And now you're working with, I worked with the shelter for years. I love them. Southampton yeah. Animal Shelter. Tell me about yeah. that, Dylan. So first of all, can you see her? She's very calm and sleeping right now. <laughs> I know. That's her? what I always, I say, I love the older pets, the seniors. They've been there, done that. They'd rather lay on the couch than eat the couch. They're the best, right? You, you know, she's funny because we got her as a puppy. And that's the first thing, you know, that was interesting to me is my husband and I, this is our first child. And, you know, he especially didn't know much about shelter dogs. And, and he's like, oh, we can't get a puppy, you know, at a shelter. And I was kind of like, you can get a puppy or you could get a, you know, an eight-year-old dog. It doesn't matter, but we should get a shelter dog because they're the ones in so much need. There's thousands of dogs in, that need homes and, right. um, and they're amazing pets. If anything, I think she knows she was adopted and rescued because she's so calm and loving. And so we adopted her and there was some sort of, you know, thing that we all felt like this dog is extra special because we, you know, she knows that we found her this home sweet home. And, and, and my husband and I were just 
so happy to tell everyone who's looking for, uh, you know, whether it's a senior dog or any dog, like go to a shelter to adopt. Like if anything, they're even more loving. They've been working with, you know, all the wonderful people who work at these shelters and, you know, they're spayed and neutered and, you know, there's this misconception. So the more I kept trying to tell people, like, don't go to breeders if you can avoid that. Don't go to pet stores if you can avoid that. Like get the ones that need the home. More people I, I was meeting were saying like, oh my God, I found my, my love of my life is, you know, these animals at a shelter, whether it's dogs, cats, horses. And um, so I wanted to sort of spread the word. So with Dylan's Candy Bar, which is my, you know, my candy stores, um, we have several locations in Miami, Chicago, LA, New York, Hawaii. Now we have adoption events where we partner with the local um, animal shelters to bring the pets that are in the shelters to the consumer who may be afraid or intimidated to go to the actual shelter. A lot of people are like, I don't want to go. It's too sad. I can't watch those commercials. <laughs> like all the, you know, so Dylan's Kenny Barn hosts adoption events at our stores outside. We have all the, um, the different handlers for the animals talking to people who are interested. We've actually, we've adopted 30 dogs in an hour at our Chicago store with Paws. We've adopted from ARF and at our East Hampton store. These animals people may not otherwise see are now, you know, in the public viewing. We also are doing um, initiatives now on our website, Dylan's Candy Bar. If you go to our foundation page, you can see dogs that are in need of homes because we'll partner with different charities. So in August, we partnering with the Southampton Animal Shelter Foundation and several of their dogs are up for adoption that we'll have online. And then if you want to meet them, you can meet them roadside or by our store in East Hampton. You could just set up an appointment. We're also selling our masks. <laughs> oh, I want one of those. They look you great. Receiving it, these are limited edition. They're they're really honestly like these were our first masks for the staff, and a lot of people wanted them. Like you know, like we're gonna reserve a lot of these for the animal shelter. It's our logo toss and our stripe. They're um, so adorable. Oh, I'm getting my hands yeah. on those, so I can go to Southampton Animal Shelter because you know this show is up today. So for everybody listening, where can people find the mask? Where can people um, on Dylan's Candy Bar website? And mm-hmm. at the East Hampton Dylan's Candy Bar location at 52 Main Street, we are about to open up again our New York City location, which we may have, but I would say our website, you can buy a mask and a dollar goes to Southampton Animal Shelter. And you can also make donations and see their pets that are up for adoption. This month, we did um, something with Animal Haven. The other month, we did things with Proud Rescuers of Puerto Rico, where we I did a fun event with my friend Stacey Bendit of Allison Olivia and um, John Paul Jones who's a TV personality from The Bachelor. We did a matchmaking event around Valentine's Day. <laughs> and it was great to meet your match. But it's really for, for, you know, people to meet each other. But really, your match could be your best friend, which we both know. <laughs> and you know what? It, being that I'm single, but believe me, I'm much happier right now with all my animals. But the truth yeah. is, we should do a senior for seniors. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> that idea. Seniors. With seniors um, and also senior dogs. <laughs> that's a, honestly, it's brilliant. I mean, a lot of people walked out of this event very intrigued by the dogs that and cats that they saw pictures of right. that they were like, oh, I come in here because I'm single and I want to meet someone. And then all the guys and girls, everyone was mingling around pets and then ended up with adoption. So it's very cool. <laughs> Well, you know, Dylan, I, first of all, I want to show you something again for our listeners. I'll explain it to you since you can't see it, but this is a picture. Can you see this, Dylan? You see yes. This? This oh my God. Me. 
in the 80s, this was my very first big interview. I've yeah. always told everybody, I am with your father, the wonderful Ralph Lauren. It was when he opened up his store with Wilkes Bashford in San Francisco. I don't know if you'd remember because you were like five years old. But oh I have to tell you that this picture, this moment really changed my life. I just want to share with our listeners that your dad, first mm-hmm. of all, I was a cub reporter. I got the job. I went in and I said, I want to do fashion. And my first story was on Lomans. You remember Lomans? And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Next, they said to me, Ralph Lauren is coming to town because he's opening up a store. And if you can get the interview with him, then we're going to hire you. See, the first story was an audition. I go there. I'm not stupid. I put on my Navajo jewelry. I have hair. And your dad said, that's the one I want to interview me. And I'm telling you, I had no experience. We're talking early 80s. We (laughs) did such a fabulous interview. And those days, and actually we're back to this now, there was one camera. So after I sat with your father for one hour, and I thought it was the most brilliant interview ever done. He was talking all about his wonderful kids, his beautiful wife. They said, okay, now we're going to turn the camera around and you have to re-ask all your questions. No, what do you mean? I was so nervous to begin with. So <laughs> I started to try to remember every question I started to ask your dad. He would start making faces. He made me laugh. I said, you're going to cost me my job. And that yeah. night, this picture is from the event that night celebrating the opening of his store. And Dylan, you know this about me. Everything I wear is Ralph. Literally, I went one year Halloween as a polo bag. I was zipped up. Yes, in a garment bag carrying a polo (laughs) mallet. To say I'm obsessed with Ralph Lauren is an understatement, but what always impressed me the most, having met your mom, who I adore, having been with your father, met your uh, whole family, you are all the most philanthropic, down-to-earth, wonderful people. I mean, your dad, there's no one bigger. He, you know, if you saw, if our listeners saw this incredible documentary featuring mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren and his empire and what he's created, all of you are in it. What has always impressed me and why I wanted to bring it back to this. Yeah. You have gone in another direction. When you grow yeah. up in a life like that, let's be honest, not all of the offspring always grow up to be so great. And <laughs> all of you, all of you have gone on to have these amazing lives and careers, but most important, you all give back. And that has always impressed me. I've known you your whole life. Yeah, yeah. Literally, what is it, Dylan? Tell me about your upbringing, your parents. What is it that they instilled such important, wonderful values in all of you? Thank you very First of all, I know I feel like you've known my whole family and watched us grow up because I remember seeing you in concho belts and Western jewelry, <laughs> yeah. parents and you. And um, so I feel, you know, so honored to be here. And look here. behind me. My house I is start, an ad for Ralph. Yeah, right away. <laughs> totally. So thank you. But, you know, I think my parents are, you know, from the Bronx. You know, they grew up, you know, not like well off. And, and my dad really, you know, started from nothing and, and kind of was a real entrepreneur in that he pursued doing what he loved, which was, you know, making fashion, but building a lifestyle brand, starting with the tie and sticking to his guns. And, and really, you know, I think working hard and following his gut and feeling like, you know, I can do something, even though I'm, you know, from a, you know, a 
not the greatest, you know, well-off situation. I, I have visions of what great and happiness could be. And I think he never forgot where he came from. And he, you know, he has always kept my whole family very grounded and close. My mother as well, you know, they, they could be partying with all the, you know, the fashion scene. And, you know, there are definitely those opportunities, but they don't put that first sort of like what is very valuable is being with you know, your family and your close friends and the people, you know, you really, are close with to keep you grounded. And I think just knowing, you know, with people who are less fortunate, animals less fortunate, there's a bigger world out there. So when we think our life is hard, like remember, there's always someone else or something else that needs help. And it actually makes you feel more valuable as a person to be able to contribute, even if you're, you know, I know people who who haven't built these empires, and they're still giving back in some way. And so I just feel like I've watched my parents. And, um, you know, we all love animals and I've grown up being around horses and my favorite animal is actually bunny rabbits. Um, I have over 10,000 in my collection. You'll see this is my kid's room, but I, I don't think my bunny is here and I have the wallpaper with all the animals for this show. But I love animals and you know we've been in situations where we were in, let's say in Jamaica and there was a bunch of puppies that were abandoned and my parents and I were like fell in love with them and we took them in and we started caring for them and made a home for them and that started growing cats coming around and you know then my bunnies chocolate and vanilla and now Jersey so the love of giving back or saving an animal my parents my brothers and I all really love animals and we love people and I know everyone has their causes but to me it's always been animals because I feel you know their family you know this shirt I'm wearing is my brother's dog cinch which is a was another rescue and I just think they're family members they are you know she's my first child before Kingsley Rainbow and Cooper Blue and they're also just they give back so much love and you know they're really a part of your life for, for as many years as you know hopefully they live and um it's really my calling I think with Dylan's can bar is to help every animal find a home sweet home and our customers and our staff I mean we've had so many adoption events and posted adoptions that my staff literally you see on our website all these pictures of rescue dogs are all their pets because it's like everyone's like oh my god I never knew you know that's where I find my happiness so it's very fulfilling and rewarding to be able to not only pursue Dylan's candy bar and love selling candy and a happiness and really trying to merge fashion art and pop culture with candy and grow a lifestyle brand very much in line with what I admire about my dad is he started with a tie and grew it into a lifestyle brand with home furnishing and women's wear and men's wear and you know all these different components but also to give back and make my stores destinations that give back to our customers who want to support something and to the animals and the people working in all these countries to bring these animals home is very important. And you know, this show is heard all over the world. And obviously yes. your dad, you, you're all over the world with your businesses and you could have gone the fashion route, you know, but <laughs> you, you literally to go the route you did with candy, such a, and the sweet messages that you have been mm-hmm. giving out there. I'm just so impressed because you have made such a huge difference. And at the beginning yeah. of the show, which you'll hear, I talked all about this pandemic. We thought it was a great thing for animals in the beginning, but guess mm-hmm. what? It's the tide is turning and these animals are being returned. And my dream, my, if I had the funds, the finances, I would love one day to open up a St. Jude for pets where people could go and get pet care, you know, medical care for free because 
so many of these animals are dumped because people can't even afford antibiotics for a bladder infection for their pet. So, you know, I always think, wow, what could I do? You know, I have these wonderful vehicles, Rappaport to the Rescue, you know, which reaches all over the world. But again, if we can all do our little part, everybody can do something. If you can't, rescue and adopt. I always tell people you can volunteer your time. You can foster and support and you can donate. And I'm just so impressed, Dylan, you have made such a huge difference in animal welfare and your whole family. I remember being at the Ralph store in East Hampton once and your mom and dad were in there with bikini. Yes. Adorable dog. You're in the horses. The whole family has always embraced this cause and plus breast cancer, obviously. Yeah. You know, there's so many causes, but a lot of the suffering that goes on in humans, I found even when they have a pet by their side, it calms them down, lowers the blood pressure, makes them happy. They're your companion, you know, with you. So it's very healing to all these other, you know, causes that are out there. You know, I've seen those shelters where children who have been abused or, you know, paired with pets who have been abused and it's very healing for both. I mean, there's so many things that we support and I've learned about through Dylan's Kenny Barn that I just wish more people knew about. So it's great to be talking to you and what you've done is so amazing, you know, and I love like learning about, you know, hospitals like Animal Medical Center. We They have a animal to the rescue. They help people who actually are low income or need extra support to give their animals proper care. I just think people get intimidated about everything that goes into having a pet, but but I think with knowing that there's so many people out there who love animals and have pets and have figured it out one way or another, no matter what their background is, there is a way to have a companion. So I, I wouldn't send them back <laughs> to the shelter. No, no. <laughs> That's what I that. said. Give it a chance. Give it time. Yeah. And you know, so much more than animals. Well, and uh, you know, I only have fur children. I have a lot yes. of them. I also have five horses. And again, to me, I wouldn't know the difference because they are my children. And I certainly, I'm up all night. As I said, my dog that has cancer, I'm up every two hours, you know, and again, if I had a partner, I don't know if I would be so gracious and happy to be up every night with them, but I'm thrilled (laughs) to do it for my dog. So so what people might not know, you are the mom of beautiful twins, Kingsley and Cooper. You have a wonderful, fabulous husband and incredibly busy life with your career and yet the animals. And I know from knowing you the way I do, I know that Jersey means as much and resonates in your heart as much as your children. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Luckily my children love, love, love her as much. And I know they're very comfortable together, but they, I think it also teaches them responsibility and care and how to talk to her. Compassion. Yeah. Yeah. It's really very, I think very important, you know, that they've grown up with the pet and seen. And as I've seen with my parents, like loving animals and other creatures, you know, like my son, if he looks at a bug and tries to like step on it, I'm like, that has a whole family, <laughs> that, that little bug, like, you know, and if Jersey had her whole family or would you do that? You know, so they learned that. But it's just, it's very much like, I know, I'm always like, how is this animal in my house? Like, I'd love to have like a, you know, potbelly pig and a raccoon and more bunnies and all these other animals. Like, sometimes like, there's these creatures and they're on my bed and I'm letting them sleep on my bed. I'm going to sleep on the floor. <laughs> it's okay. You can have <laughs> I know, right? So these creatures are in our homes, but, you know, it's just so fulfilling. Um, and, you know, we do have some rescue horses as well. And I just... The conditions they were in, you know, they were left for dead and um, we ended up 
rescuing them from last chance, animal rescue. And it's just what you hear about animals in need. There's so many out there and, you know, rabbits, cats, dogs, horses, like whatever you can do, but the, however you can help them. I just, I think there's a way I mean, my team at Dillon's Game Bar, we went to, um, actually went to an animal shelter, a few of them at like green chimneys and we painted together. Oh, green chimneys. Yes. I yeah. did the story on them. Uh huh. Yeah. They're great. And you know, they help with students, you know, in need, they work with the animals, but it was a great corporate event just for us. And I've had friends who I just volunteer to walk dogs just to bond with the dog and a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a while. So even that little moment gets the animal out of being in this little cage and getting some fresh air and exercise. So there's, I'm a big fan of multitasking, you know, and trying to, you know, get a few things done at once. So, I would say so. Yeah. so <laughs> That's know, an understatement. <laughs> so, you but, know, it's like, well, you know, I'll walk, I'll help animals walk with them or, you know, be with friends and everyone's happy in the end. So it's great. Well, Dylan, again, you just blow me away. You know, your heart is as big as the globe. You are mm -hmm. as sweet as every product in all of your stores and your parents. I mean, you know how I feel about the whole family. Everybody yeah did it right. You guys are just amazing. And really congratulations for devoting, you know, so much of your time in your life to helping animals in need. I am honored and thrilled to have you on Rappaport to the Rescue. Can't wait to see you. And again, your initiative with Southampton Animal Shelter starts this Saturday, August 1st, runs for the whole month. And you can get your masks online. People can make donations. Do you want to give the website one more time? Dylan'sCandyBar.com or Dylan'sCandyBar.com slash foundation. But yeah, go on our website and you'll see it on the homepage foundation. And these are for sale and you know can make a donation. This month it is Southampton Animal Shelter. And then Jill, it's such an honor to be on your show and, and know you because I, I really admire you too. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Dylan. I hope to see you soon. Obviously, yeah. I hope to be seeing you soon wearing one of your masks six feet away. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully you'll be out here soon. Give my love yeah. to your parents, please, will, yeah. David and to Andrew. Keep up the great work. A big kiss to your twins and your gorgeous husband, Paul. And, and uh, again, uh, Jersey, and, a big yes. hug to Jersey. Jersey. No, she just got up. Oh, our listeners. Oh, she said, I've had enough. Jersey just literally jumped up off the bed and ran out of the shot. But we love her. She's adorable. She got a great home. Thank you. And stay safe. And coming up, my partner in crime, Bill Berloni. We will do hot summer tips for our pets in need. Stay tuned. Oh, sure. It's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We're animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> I'm Jill Rappaport, and welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. We just had a fabulous interview with Dylan Lorne. And now, my favorite part of the show, it's the Jill Bill section with the wonderful Bill Berloni, animal trainer extraordinaire, behaviorist, and most important, what everybody needs to know, and I'm sure by now does know because I reiterate it every show, is that Bill takes rescue animals, shelter animals, off the streets, out of the cages, and often turns them into superstars on the stage and screen. Bill, it's so nice to see you and hear you again. Yep, I'm glad to be with you again, Jill. 
Well, Bill, this is the perfect time for this discussion because we are experiencing incredible heat waves right now. I think it was 92 here yesterday. When I walked outside, I literally felt like I was in a sauna. So I can only imagine what this feels like to our pets, especially our senior pets. Tell us what the most important thing we need to remember during these hot summer days. Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems like the entire country is in a heat wave. And so we all have to be careful about how our pets are interacting with that heat. First off, humans have skin. Our entire body is covered with skin, which we sweat, and that helps cool our body. Dogs have hide, so they don't sweat. And the only part of their body that helps them cool is their tongue. So that's why they pant. They move air over their tongue. And in reality, it's a really inefficient way to cool your body. But nature has ways of taking care of themselves. You know, dogs with long hair like to be up in Alaska, and dogs with short hair like to be down in Mexico. You know, it's only us humans that mix them all up, which means we have to make sure we're taking care of our dogs. You know, you talk about the coats and everything, long hair, short hair. People don't also know, because I had to realize this was unbelievable to me. I gave one of my dogs a puppy cut mm -hmm. a couple years ago, and I do it every year. But this particular groomer happened to take the coat down way too low, and you could actually see the skin. That's very dangerous for the summer heat and the sun, because they can get sunburned just like we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, think of us. We have summer wardrobes. We have winter wardrobes, right? And the dog's hair actually works as sort of a barrier, you know, to keep the sun from directly hitting the skin. So if your dog has long hair, you should give it a summer cut, just like your summer wardrobe, give them a summer cut. And if you don't put on your winter coat and hat and go out for a walk with them, and I guarantee you'll know what they're feeling. So look at your animal's coat, make sure they have the appropriate coat length for the season that we're in. Another thing we have to think about is keep them hydrated. The only way that they can really cool their body out from the core is to move water through it. Now, people think, well, I'm going to give them ice water. Nope, nope. It'll cool their stomach too quickly and they'll, they'll start to cramp. But if your dog starts to get overheated, you can get a cold towel and put it over their body and bring their body temperature down. There are cooling mats and they're so inexpensive and so cheap. And what are they? They're rubber mats with water in them. So when I they love those. Them, yeah, they just pull the heat out of their body. And that's what we have to remember. When, when we get hot, we sweat. When dogs get hot, they become feverish, which is why they can become overheated and go to heat stroke very quickly. So we have to cool their body down. And you do that from the outside with cooling blankets, ice, and room temperature water. Keep them hydrated. That is so important. I, you know, I immediately think cold water, cold water, but your tips are great. And the other thing people don't understand, summer is a great time and definitely rescue and adoption are always a little higher in the summer because people are outside. They can spend more time. They can obviously help housebreak animals easier in the summertime. But it's also a time where you really have to be very cautious. You can't just let them run like crazy. You know, our natural inclination is let's run, let's walk, let's, because it could be very debilitating and it can be life threatening. The other thing people don't understand, because I see it in Manhattan all the time, you take your dog out for a walk, they're barefoot on that pavement, those pads. Talk about that because those pads can burn and people are out there for 20, 25 minutes. If it's 95 degrees, what is that like for an animal's pads? Oh, Jill, it's terrible. It's really terrible. Again, you think, you know, animals walk on the earth and unless it's the desert, it doesn't get as hot as asphalt or concrete. And here we are, you know, in cities, just walking our dogs barefoot on these 
surfaces that get over 100 degrees. So, you know, make sure in, if you're in a city, walk in the shade, look for the shaded sidewalks. The other thing I like to tell people is go out for the longer walks in the morning and the evening, you know, before the sun really gets hot and after the sun's about to go down. That'll help cool the asphalt a little bit. But if you see them picking up their pads, pick them up quickly, get them home, put some ice on them. And what about water safety? You know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, you know, people at the beach take a Frisbee and throw it into the ocean. Hey, I know a lot of dogs can swim, but a strong current comes up or even at a pool, you know, accidents can happen. And now they're saying that you really should have a life vest on your dog at all times if you're near water. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. I mean, there are some breeds who are water breeds who are naturally inclined to be able to navigate that. But the other 99% of our dogs are not good swimmers. So the thing with pools, if you have a pool, don't put your dog out the back unsupervised because they will naturally go in because they're so hot and they may not be a good swimmer. So at least when you're at the beach, you're watching your dog. So always have a life jacket if it's an ocean where there's a lot of current, as you say, and never leave your dog outside by the pool unsupervised. And how about never leaving them out unsupervised in general? There are, in the summertime, plants that are deadly. There's things that they can get into. People think, oh, I opened the you know backyard, the gate. They're out there for two hours, even on, let's say, a 75-degree day. They can get into very dangerous situations very quickly. Absolutely. Whether it's you leave them unsupervised and they go to dig in an area to get cool and there's glass there, or there's something that might be poisonous for them, or they're feeling nauseous and they start just eating something to make themselves feel better. There are so many dangers in this heat. And we have to be more concerned about the ones who are not as tolerant of heat, seniors. We have to be very careful with our seniors. We have to be very careful with dogs who are obese. You know, they just don't tolerate the heat. And certainly the dogs with the short noses. Um, the pugs, the bulldogs. The pugs, yep. The brachiocephalic is what it's called, where they don't even have as much tongue as regular dogs to cool their bodies. So we have to pay even closer attention to the ones who need a little more help from us. Yeah, it's crazy to think that their air conditioning system is their panting, their tongue. It is bizarre that that's the only way they can stay cool. But Bill, as always, these are such important, incredible tips. And you know, literally life-saving tips. And I think the most important thing, really, you really can't keep your eyes off your dog. You should really stay focused 24-7. We obviously know about, you know, the heat in a car. You never leave your dog in a car. I wouldn't even do it on a winter cool day. It's just for me, it's an accident waiting to happen. But wonderful tips, especially this is supposedly outside of the pandemic, a wonderful time of year for us to spend with our pets. But we must be mindful and we must understand that there are dangers waiting around every curve and every backyard. And we really have to make sure that we protect them. Because yeah. as I say, we are their voice. We are their protectors. Right, Bill? They are our fur children. And protect them like you would your human children. That's my advice. Thank you, Bill. As always, that was great advice. I'll see you and talk to you next week. And to our listeners, stay safe and please keep a positive attitude. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.